What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward today with Matt Miller. Matt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy, a former pilot turned entrepreneur. He is the founder of School Spirit Vending, which he has scaled to a multi-million dollar vending business while helping schools maximize their fundraising capabilities. How are you today, Matt? I'm doing awesome, John. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, no. Thank you so much. I am excited for you to share your story. So I'm really curious, and I'm sure our listeners are. Tell us about you know going from a, a career in the military to becoming an entrepreneur. Well, I started out, as you said, going to the Air Force Academy and had an opportunity to fly airplanes for nine years after graduation. Absolutely loved time in the military, but uh, after a while, one thing I learned about myself is I really didn't like being told what to do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the, the military is not a good place to, right. uh, <laughs> right. But, but you like spent that. so many years in that environment. I mean, was this a realization that came to you early on or was it something that kind of just crept up over time? Well, the challenge is, yeah, I spent a lot of years because I had a commitment to mm -hmm. Uncle Sam. Right. So, you know, it was probably halfway through when I realized that um, and started thinking about, you know, a career outside of the military and thought the cor corporate space was going to be the way to go. I ended up leaving in, back in 1998 and transitioned to um, first medical sales and then the advertising field. Uh, uh, about a year and a half after that, and spent almost a decade there. Wow. Loved what I did, was very, very successful at it. But the rules were always changing. The stockholders were the number one priority, not mm -hmm. the employees. Yeah. And <clears throat> I just got frustrated because, you know, every time I'd try to put plans in place for my family, you know, something would change in the comp plan or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, we were always on the losing end of the stick. So sure. we got to a point because of a decision that was made um, by my boss at the time to where we found ourselves in a really, really deep hole financially. And <clears throat> I, I knew looking at the comp plan that I wasn't going to be able to work my way out of it anytime soon. So wow. that's when the whole entrepreneurship thing kind of kicked in. And started trying to figure out how to, you know, make ends meet and that type of thing. I we we collected aluminum cans for a while. We sold used books online. My yeah. library looked or my garage looked like a library there for a while. <laughs> the the challenge was I had read Kiyosaki's book Rich Dad Poor Dad mm -hmm. previously. Yeah. And I bought into his whole idea of passive income. Right. So while these other things were very successful and we made great money and and allowed us to, you know, keep our head above water. I was looking to create a lifestyle, not just another life. Right. Um, and I had a good buddy of mine from church one Sunday mentioned that he had bought a couple of gumball machines, and he and his young daughters were working in and out of local businesses with them, and and it was a family thing and a way to make some extra money. And I remember that conversation, and I was like, you know. Maybe this is my answer because the beauty about you know gumballs is the fact that the machine does all the selling once the machine gets placed. Yeah. So that was kind of the aha moment that that made me decide to look at vending and started out initially with just a, a, 
a used candy and gumball machine on eBay. And that morphed over the next year and a half to about 120 locations around Houston where we lived at the time and had gotten into toys and temporary tattoos and stickers and all that by then. Yeah. And so, um, it was kind of an accident in a lot of ways and, you know, definitely not the career path that most, most people would look at. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, I mean, as, did you as, ever imagine, I mean, cause you know, vending machines, I mean, they're part of everyone's life, whether they think about them or not. I mean, was this something you ever imagined? Hey, this is a business. This is a vocation that I would get into. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, John, the natural progression, air force pilot, yeah, flying airplane operator. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what everybody would do, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny you mention that because I, I think I remember reading that was one of the early ventures that Warren Buffett did was that he invested in pinball machines. Same principle was that you invest in the machine and the machine is making money whether you're on location or not. So it's really interesting. And and this this idea of passive income and creating this lifestyle. So talk a little bit about how this led to school spirit vending. So we had about 120 locations, like I mentioned. Things were going great. I was working the vending stuff nights and weekends outside of work and was able to continue to work my career. Um, And 07 and 08 hit, and the market tanked. Less people were going out and frequenting the businesses where I had equipment. Mm. And I was frustrated again because I had put forth all this effort and time had built up a side income that was bringing me in about twice what my full-time income was. And then, you know, the economy started to have issues. And right around that time, I had several young kids that came knocking on my door selling me stuff for the local school fundraiser. And I didn't know the kids. Their parents weren't with them. And I was like, wait a second. We're in a suburb of Houston. I've got kids similar age. There's no way I'd let my kids go door to door to door to strangers. Right. You know, selling stuff to raise money for the schools. And so that coupled with the desire to stabilize the vending income is where the whole concept of school spirit vending came from. Because since I came from a print background in the advertising space, I saw, well, why don't we do custom stickers for the schools with mm. their mascots and their Love colors it. and all that? Yeah. And then set machines up in the school. It ends up being a passive fundraiser for the school, a passive income stream for me where the kids are nine months out of the year, five days a week. And um, that's where the whole idea came from. Yeah, I love it because that really encapsulates one of the big themes we talk about in Moving Forward is making the pivot. And so share a little bit of that. I mean, you, you, you talked about how you know, the, the economy was, uh, was on a downturn in 07, 08. And talk a little bit about that. I mean, was that one of your first big setbacks in, in becoming an entrepreneur? I noticed you, you mentioned you were still in your day job, even though your business was generating twice the income that you were getting from your paycheck. So what kind of kept you in that job, you know, while you were running this business? And when did you decide it was the right time to really just make the full-time leap into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I had been around a bunch of guys in previous years. We had done a little multi-level marketing earlier Mm -hmm. on. And I had seen people make really, really bad decisions financially because they wanted to step away. They wanted to become a full-time entrepreneur. And to be honest, they were not in a stable position 
to do that. And I saw person after person go back to work, right. you know, months or years later after making that, that major decision in their life. And so in watching that, I decided, you know what, I'm going to be as conservative as I can possibly be. Yeah. You know, I've gutted it out working for somebody else for, for going on a couple of decades anyway. So another year or two to make sure I do it right and yeah. never have to go back again was really, really important to me. Um, you know, there was a point there too, John, where I was delivering pizzas at night for Pizza Hut for 18 months as well because I needed seed capital to yeah. continue to grow the business yeah. because, you know, we weren't in a position where we could borrow money. Our credit rating stunk at that point. Mm. And so, I, I mean, I was literally burning the candle at both ends wow. between the regular vending, you know, the, the ad executive position, you know, working at Pizza Hut, father of three, husband active in my church. I mean, we were way out of balance there for a couple of years, but we knew that we were headed in the right direction. And if we continued to do what we were doing a little bit longer, we could finally accomplish what we'd always hoped to accomplish, which was being a full-time entrepreneur, not being controlled by anybody else, being able to live where we wanted and do what we wanted every day. And so we stuck with it because it wasn't what we wanted then that was most important. It was what we wanted long-term. And we stayed focused on that. Yeah, I love that, Matt, because one of the, the things that you're sharing, which I think is so important for Moving Forward listeners, is that entrepreneurship is not something that should be taken lightly. And it's not something that it's not something that, okay, one day I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. I like the fact that you're sharing that you took a very conservative approach and there are ways to do this smartly. So I want I want you to share with moving forward listeners, when was that moment where you decided, okay, I, I've I've uh, done this, I've beta tested this, I've I've done this smartly. When did the light bulb go off that okay, now I'm ready to make that full time commitment? Well it what happened was I started working in schools and then before long I had a bunch of other people that I knew, friends or family yeah. that heard about what I was doing and wanted to be involved as well. Mm. So I was not only being validated by the schools themselves, but I was also being validated by people around me yeah. that I respected and in many cases looked up to who were reaching out to me and saying, hey, I want to do what you do too. Oh, that's great. And so it wasn't just our vending route in the schools that we were in. It We also at that point started at a licensing and distributorship model and started bringing other people on and teaching them what we did initially in Texas and then in other parts of the country. And it got to the point after a while to where, you know, the risk was so spread out over so many people and so many schools that we felt like we were in a position where we could finally step out. Um, I'll I'll never forget, you know, I was a top performer in in the office for years, uh, had one of our, you know, Monday morning sales meetings. And at the end, I asked my boss if he had a couple minutes to talk as everybody else was filtering out of the room. Mm -hmm. And, and I told him, Hey, I wanted to put my two weeks in and, and he was floored. Was he? Oh my gosh. What was that? I mean, share with our listeners. I'm so, (laughs) I'm so excited to hear about that moment. He he didn't see it coming. Yeah. And and it was funny is he, he said, listen, Matt, you know, maybe this is a midlife life crisis or something. Why don't I give you three months off sabbatical Wow! and let you go kind of clear your head and then, 
and then, you know, see if you feel the same way in three months. And I told him, listen, I said, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I, I appreciate it, but, but no thanks. Wow. He kept me on not, you know, two weeks. He kept me on two months longer. In fact, let me move from where we were living in Houston up to central Texas outside of Fort Worth where we live today. Mm -hmm. And I worked remotely for the last month helping the transition of my accounts, uh, to, to the new person or people that were taking them on. Um, but here's the thing. I continued to work just as hard at my, my career as I, as I ever did. So you know, they, they never saw it coming and, and there was never any thought that I was taking away from what I was getting paid full time for, uh, to do something on the side. And I think that's critical, um, in order to maintain credibility and, um, and integrity is, Hey, give, give your full time job. It's full time. But, but when you got, when you're off nights and weekends or whatever, they don't own you. And that's when you put things together uh, to make a move at some point. Yeah. And it says so much that your boss was willing to give you that three month sabbatical and give you that time. And, and really, I mean, it, it really speaks to your integrity. And I think that's so important for moving forward listeners. I mean, not easy to start a side venture nights and weekends, but while you're doing that, put your full-time commitment so that when you do give your two weeks notice, I think that's probably the best way to do it. It's one of those things that your boss will never see coming because you are a top performer. That being said, I've, you know, I've had folks ask me on a pretty regular basis, well, how do you handle the work thing and everything? You know, I've got a non-compete or I've got a, an, you know, agreement that says I can't do any moonlighting or whatever. I, I mean, everybody's got to, you know, got to look at their own situation. Sure. But, but my, my whole thought was, listen, they could can me tomorrow, so they don't owe me anything. And because of that, I don't owe them anything either. Right. So I'm going to work smartly and hard during the day, but they have no business controlling what I do at nights and in my, in my spare time. Yeah. And, um, so, but that being said, I also kept everything on the hush hush and I, nobody that I worked with knew anything about what I was doing. Right. Um, you know, uh, so you gotta, you gotta keep it all quiet too. And, it's quite and, a juggling you know, act, Matt. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> well, Matt, thank you so much for sharing that. That is an incredible story. Are you ready for the Knowledge Burst session? Let's do it, man. All Bring right. it on. This is one of my favorite parts of the show, and I'm so excited to ask you some of these Knowledge Bursts that you can share with our listeners. So pick one and share with our listeners. I know you, you talked a little bit about Robert Kiyosaki's book. Do you have any particular media that has really helped you or inspired you to keep moving forward. And media could be anything from a movie, book, song. And I also add to this cultural experience, any sort of cultural experience that has really stuck with you and kept you inspired. Uh, a couple things, John. First off, as far as books, there's a couple that I'd highly recommend. One is an old classic, How to Win Friends and Influence yeah. People. Yeah, it's a good one. It, it probably is the worst titled book in history. <laughs> But if you have not read it, you have got to read that book. It's all about understanding people, listening to people. Um, you got to read it. it. It will be a game changer for you. Another one that I've read fairly re- recently is called The 12-Week Year. Oh, interesting. Okay. And it talks, about, it talks about focus 
I'm drawing a blank on the author right now, but it, it talks about the importance of focus and short sprints mm-hmm. of time yeah. to, to make real progress in any project or endeavor that one is working on. Um, as far as otherwise, conferences has been have been a huge game changer for me. Uh, I <clears throat> realized as our team grew that the speed of the group is determined by the speed of the leader. Mm-hmm. And the only way that our team was going to continue to grow and flourish is if I continued to grow and flourish mentally and continued to challenge myself. So I started going to Seth Godin events and Dave Ramsey events. Along the way, I ran into a guy by the name of Aaron Walker, who um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dave Ramsey at all, but he was Dave Ramsey's second advertising client on the radio. Mm. The guy's been in business for 35 years, bought and sold 12 businesses, multi, multi, wow. multi-millionaire. And I ran into him and got to know him in a week uh, during a week at a Dave Ramsey Entree Leadership event. And I walked away thinking, man, I've got to find a way to get around this guy on a regular basis. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, I hired him as a coach. And that has been transformational for me my family and our business because I was limited by the lens that I looked at the world through and by the experiences that I had. And so to have someone like Aaron um, as an unbiased observer and mentor and coach come in and give suggestions and challenge my thought process on certain things was huge. You know, we're a franchise today because he challenged my thinking and my thought process about what I was doing and how I was doing it. Um, And it's, I mean, it's been a game changer for sure. Awesome. I absolutely love that. Recommend if you have one, and I'm excited to ask you as someone who does so much, do you have an app website resource or productivity practice that has really been a game changer for you? Uh, one of them is called Rev R E V. It's yeah. an app that it's it's a transcription app. Yeah. Um, I can talk all day long, but writing is a challenge for me. And I'd start a blog post or something and put it in draft mode, and weeks later come back to it. It's still not being done. With Rev, I, I was literally able to start creating you know three, four, five blog posts at a time just by speaking the content and then going back and editing it later instead of trying to figure out the sentence structure and all that. Um, another app that has been transformational for me is is called YNAB, you need a budget.com. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great app, not only for personal, but for business. It syncs, it's, it's a, a living, breathing budget that syncs across all of your platforms, whether it be your computer, your smartphone, or whatever. And it's enabled my wife and I to stay on budget while she's out doing what she does and buying this or that, and and I'm out doing what I'm doing over here. Um, Both of those have been really, really big. Fantastic. And Matt, I'm excited to ask you, how do you recharge your batteries or reboot when you feel like you're just up against the wall where you hit a roadblock? You know, just to shut things off for a while, one of the beauties of being an entrepreneur and being the boss is is to have control over time and money. And uh, as an example, last weekend, we were in Michigan visiting my oldest uh, son who is in college at Hillsdale College in Hillsdale, Michigan. And I shut off everything for three straight days. (laughs) Next next week, we're uh, 
both my kids in college and all of us actually have a, a spring break plan for the first time ever because all of the spring breaks coincide this year. Oh, that's great. And so for eight days, I'm doing nothing except for giving 100% to the family. And so just to be able to get away and to shut things off for a while um, and have people that I can trust and rely on to handle the important things during that period of time with me being gone is huge for me. Oh, that's great. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. All right, Matt, so ready to do a little bit of time travel? We're going to step into something that's maybe a little more futuristic than some of those planes you used to fly. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, we're going we're gonna to do a little time travel. We're going to visit your past self. And, you know, you can pick any time frame, but pick a f- time in which maybe you were struggling in your career or in your business. And what is one lesson, tip, or piece of advice that you know now that you would like to share with your past self? I was talking earlier, John, about, you know, the decisions made at the corporate level and the hole that we were in. Well, just to put that hole in perspective to folks, we got to a point where we got turned down for a couple hundred dollar payday loan. Mm. Um, it, it got that bad. I, I couldn't borrow any money. We ended up going to consumer credit counseling service to get a bunch of credit card uh, interest rates dropped. And I mean, talk about being in a bad place. Yeah. You know, here I was, quote unquote, America's finest, right, as an Air Force pilot. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was having trouble keeping a roof over our head and paying the bills. Um, you know, the thing at going back and thinking through it all now is, is to think bigger and to be willing to dream bigger than I could ever imagine at that point in time. You know, fast forward to just a couple of years ago when I hired Aaron as a coach, I was bored. I had reached the pinnacle. I, I was self-employed. I had enough money to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And I found myself bored because I had reached my goal. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, it was Aaron who, who forced me to think things differently, to see bigger, to set bigger goals, and in the process get off of that boredom place and, and to move on to continue to go from being successful to being significant and mm-hmm. having an impact on on others around me, not just on me and my immediate family. Yeah. And so being willing to think crazy big um, and dream crazy big, you know, things that that might scare you, I think is, is a big deal because yeah. it's real easy to think too small. And then you get there and and you stagnate, which is exactly what happened with me. Now, what do you think past Matt? How do you think past Matt would have reacted to that advice? I would have been really skeptical uh, because I thought I was thinking big, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but at the time, 
being in the financial hole we were in and whatever, you know, to, to get out of that hole was a big deal, let alone get out of that hole, be self-employed and, you know, not have to do the nine to five. So, um, it would have been a challenge, but, uh, I, I think we would have gotten where we are and even we'd be even further along today if I could have thought a bit bigger yeah. um, and focused a little bit bigger. And moving forward, listeners, that is the definition of moving forward. So great, great share, Matt. How can our listeners connect with you and learn about all of the great work that you're doing? I wrote a short ebook, John, a couple of years ago called Live Your Dreams, the top 10 reasons why you need to own a vending business. Oh, wow. That's um, great. And the ebook you know, shares, uh, we have 13 plus years of experience. Most professionals don't look at vending as a real business. Mm -hmm. And I challenge that thought process by, and and enlighten folks with, with some of the things that I've learned along the way. Um, they can go to ssvbusiness.com forward slash moving forward to download that for free. Awesome. And if they want to talk about the franchise, we can discuss that. Or if they just want to learn some more about the basics of vending, I'd be happy to help any way I can. Fantastic. Well, Matt, I'm excited to have you close out the show. So using no more than three or four words, what parting wisdom would you like to pass on to Moving Forward listeners? Get started now. Love it. Get started now. You heard it from Matt Miller, Moving Forward listeners. Remember, check out all of this great information at bemovingforward.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today to share your knowledge bursts with our listeners so they can be inspired to move forward. Hey, John. Thanks, man. God bless. Thank you, Matt. And remember, Moving Forward listeners, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.